0: Are live? How's my Bruce Buffer impression?
1: It's all right. Okay. Uh, (laughs) We're also we're not live, so you guys. We
0: are recorded.
1: All right. It's going to be an interesting show already. Welcome back, everybody. We have a lot to talk about, including a lot of NBA and a lot of NFL. My favorite. And it's right another favorite is we don't have mlb which is always a plus (laughs) for ricky oh it's that
0: sweet sweet spot right before all the fun sports end well normally all the fun sports would be ending but we might get nba in a couple months speaking of nba interesting trade rumors this week Mm. getting right into it yeah segue yeah these uh there's been a lot of stars who seem unhappy and it's kind of shocking because like some of them you wouldn't expect but some of them we definitely kind of thought expected. would happen. Yeah. yeah. Starting with apparently Victor Oladipo just wants out of Indy.
1: I don't, that's not <laughs> exactly true, right? I, he's
0: come out and said he doesn't, but like there's been NBA players who have come out after giving like, you know, like a side trade rumor to maybe
1: someone. Yeah. Else. And there were reports that said that he would like go up to other teams and say, I want to play for y'all. Exactly. Yeah. Like, the, play, the player has to save face. If that
0: didn't, if that didn't happen, then who would have just come out and said that?
1: Like, yeah, it's pretty crazy, you know. If a player comes out and says that, and they're not going to look good, no. So they definitely have incentive to say that. I mean, again, we've heard, you know, Kyrie Irving used to say, "I want to finish my career in Boston. I want my number up in the rafters. I want to get you guys the 18th banner on the South League for life." Did commercials about it. Told the fans at, at press conferences that left. Right, left the first opportunity he had in free agency. The same is true with uh, er- Eric Bledsoe. We talked about last week. He he went on Twitter and said, "I don't want to be here," and then came out and said that, that he was talking about a restaurant. Yeah, and they were like, "All right, yeah, all right, you're gone." Yeah. So there's definitely there's definitely some truth, but I just don't understand why. No, I don't understand
0: why either. I uh, with Oladipo, like you got hurt the basically the whole season, right? You didn't play any valuable minutes. You're still probably the best player on that team, and your team performed while you were gone.
1: Yeah, very true. Like they were winning games. They they
0: made the playoffs, no? Yep. Without him. Very true. As a team, like I don't. To me, like NBA players are always trying to strike a balance between making good money and not being on a super team. Now I feel like. <laughs> No, definitely. Especially after the way we, we uh, kind of ruined the NBA's rosters. Yeah. Know, God, Golden for, State. For like a couple years. But I think now that there's like this balance that you try and strike as an NBA player, I think that Oladipo almost has this perfect situation in front of him. Unless he really truly believes he can never win in Indy. I don't understand how being in Indy is not his most likable situation because he has the fan base in Indy. Good city. Yep. He can definitely get paid by them because he's their best player. Mm-hmm. And I mean, has Indy won a championship before? I don't know. I don't know either. That may be like a long time ago, but
1: like nothing recent. We know exactly.
0: That. So it's like, I don't know. It just, and you went, they went to the playoffs without you. They're like the fourth seed, the fifth seed
1: may have been a little lower. I think they, it was, the Raptors were...
0: No, because they played the Heat, didn't they? In heat? the first round? Did they? I think they were the
1: 4-5. Oh, then maybe you're right. Yeah. They might be a 5-seed then. I think, or yeah. they might be a 4-seed, actually, yeah. I can look that up really quick. Yeah. But yeah, that was... Um, I just
0: I don't understand why Victor Oladipo would want to leave. And maybe, maybe he just hates Indiana. I, I would, too. But that's a different thing in itself.
1: Yeah, I mean, in terms of situations, there there isn't a whole lot that's better. I mean, it, and he's not he's not really – he's young. He's not necessarily at the yeah, stage – in they were the four seed over the heat. They were. Um, he's not necessarily in a situation where you need to win now. Like, he's still young, you know. You have time to win there if you can. But, again, like, players are more and more these days, they don't care about being the hometown hero. They just want to go all over the place and, and win, you know. So he may may turn into one of those guys that joins a super team or something. We'll see where he goes. Uh, I I don't know, like, who would be a suitor for him, you think?
0: I mean, you know, the, the Celtics could try to trade with the Pacers apparently, but... I, I'm starting to think about that now. I just thought, because I realized we have two pacers on the agenda for trade rumors. Yeah,
1: because there was a Gordon Hayward for Miles Turner trade floated out there. What, and wouldn't it wouldn't be the first time Oladipo has been linked to the Celtics.
0: What, let's say they're like, ah, we don't want Gordon Hayward. Or like, we want more than just Gordon Hayward. What if we did something where you gave us like Jalen Brown and Gordon Hayward and a pick? And we gave you Oladipo and Miles Turner. Maybe something else less to to grease your gears.
1: Okay, all right, and like Doug McDermott. Yeah,
0: and then maybe you give up like Ojale and Tice, too, or something.
1: (laughs) That's actually an interesting trade. Right? I could see that. Because like if,
0: if Oladipo, I just thought of this. If Oladipo wants out of Indy and the Celtics and... My and are already talking to Indy about Miles Turner, Gordon Hayward. I would not put it past Danny Ainge to just, like, be like, hey, why don't we, like, get that other guy, Victor, too? Since apparently he doesn't actually like you guys.
1: Like, I know. So, the only thing is, Victor Oladipo, I thought he was young. He's 28. Ooh. Does that fit the Celtic timeline? Not really.
0: I mean, you guys just got Kemba last year, though. And plus, like... We need st- we need star power. We kind of Jalen Brown definitely looked like he wasn't a main option a couple times in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, he's he's a great player. Like I will I will
0: say I think a lot of his like great play stems from just being him being like a hustle guy. Like I don't see him like as an A shooter. He's like a B shooter. He's like a B finisher, B defender.
1: Ah, I, I would say A defender. A defender. I think he's a really good defender.
0: Like, someone could give him a couple votes for All NBA First Defensive Team, or no? No, no, no. no, no I'm no. not saying. Okay, just I, I've, I don't know how uh, <laughs> Jalen Brown's defensive capabilities that well. Yeah, so. he's he's a sol-
1: he's, he's very solid. solid. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Then, because I was thinking maybe the the Pacers wouldn't accept that deal because they would want more, but Victor wants out. That would be an interesting and trade. The Pacers, you guys would go to immediate favorites in the the East immediately. You think, based off that starting five?
1: So it would be it would be like Kemba, be Kemba, Victor, Jason Tatum, Kemba, Victor, Jason. Uh, well, it would be probably because you get rid of Hayward. It now. Would, yeah. Oh, yeah. True. It would probably be like. I guess Tatum would be three. Then who's four? Kemba
0: Oladipo, Jason Tice. Tatum. Maybe Tice if you don't trade him. Like we also Robert could,
1: we, Robert Williams. I we mean. also could do a, a lineup of like Marcus Smart in there with Kemba Smart. Yeah, and then Put you could you could Oladipo at the three.
0: Yeah, you guys already play positionless basketball, so yeah.
1: Then keep Tatum at the four. Yeah. That's interesting, and then Miles Turner at the five.
0: That'd be that'd be a great starting five. And you guys normally do
1: pretty solid on the bench, anyways. So. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, that's... I don't know how I feel about that. Because I, I was I was looking at a trade of, of Hayward for Miles Turner. Just... just straight up? Well, the... I mean, I think... Something like that. Like, the Celtics would also get Doug McDermott. Wow. And I think the Pacers get, like, a pick. Wow. But what, see, I, what do you think of that? I just feel like... You get Hayward's contract off your books?
0: Oh, for the Celtics, I think it's a great move. I just feel like... Miles Turner fits Indy's Indy's timeline better because they just have young
1: players, right? How does it fit in better than Boston?
0: Well, no, I feel like (laughs) Gordon Hayward really doesn't fit either of their timelines because they're both looking for young
1: players right now. That's what I'm saying. Well, Oladipo's 28. Gordon Hayward's 30. Yeah, but
0: Oladipo's also been there like a couple years. They got him when he was like 25, 26 now. Uh,
1: Yeah, he played for the Thunder for a while.
0: Yeah, but like... He he was there last, or he was there last year when he got hurt, and he had his breakout year. So like twenty six, maybe 27. Yeah, yeah. I just I feel like the Pacers, for one thing, like there is nothing special about the Pacers, really. Like they're just a solid team that played in a, a system that worked for them, and I don't know if Victor Oladipo
1: can just change that,
0: even if you add Gordon Hayward.
1: See, I think that, that that move makes sense for both sides. Like, I think if you're the Pacers, you bring in a guy that at one point was a number one option on a solid Utah Jazz team. Now, he's, he's, struggled. he's definitely dealt with stuff in Boston. Like, that injury was bad, and it set him back a little bit. And Paul George even spoke out about it. He's like, you need time to get back. Like, you, the, the next year, you can't just be back to normal. Like, you kind of need that year to get yourself together. And then it stunk because this year it seemed like he was kind of back seeing things that Gordon was. But we have so many wings in this offense and he got hurt again um, that it, it kind of hindered what he was doing. But he was doing good things. So if you if he can stay healthy, which through the early part of, career, of his career he was able to do, it may be tougher now. But that's, that, that's the big if. But if he can stay healthy, he's a guy that can – can do a lot for your team if he's completely healthy, especially in a scenario that's good for him, where he likes where he is. You know, like Utah. Um, that I think that could make that team a contender. Honestly, you have because so, Sabonis is a very, very good four that people are that is very underrated, and Malcolm Brogdon is also a very, very good two way one that is also very underrated. That's why the Pacers are still winning without Oladipo.
0: Yeah, but they also like okay, like didn't. TJ Warren go off in the bubble, like yeah. So, you have you have Malcolm Brogdon, and you're gonna get Victor Oladipo back, assuming he doesn't get traded. Yeah. You don't need another ball handler, and I know Gordon Hayward can also just be he like could be a off scorer. ball. He could just be off ball scoring, but and in fact, I he's just feel wing, like, he's not usually. I just feel like you can get the same thing from T.J. Warren if he's not gonna handle the ball. Especially because he, he just put up 55 in the bubble, and maybe it was a flute game. Maybe it was a bubble game. But I'm saying, like, the Pacers almost don't need to get Hayward because they can get shooting and off-ball
1: off, off ball scoring from T.J. Warren,
0: who's younger, too.
1: So I had no idea that T.J. Warren put up the kind of numbers he did. And he scored 20 points a game. Yeah, no, he went off. Wow. So that's why. That's why uh, the Pacers did so well without Holodipo. Yeah, because yeah. T.J. Warren. Wow. Um. So again, it's 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 an interesting conversation because you could you know there wasn't many scores there. Cause if holodipo has gone, so if when Holodipo comes Oladipo, back, I move Warren to shooting guard. I guess yeah,
0: because then you have Hayward, but then that leaves you a hole at five. And it's just like, I feel like if you, if you don't make any moves and I feel like, I feel like maybe miles Turner and Oladipo, maybe just don't want to be in Indiana. And that's why, like, it's not even like a basketball thing. Maybe they just don't like the city. I may, I just
1: something something that we don't know. Something,
0: but like, because like, if you look at that team, when they're fully healthy, that starting five is Brogdon, Oladipo, TJ Warren, Sabonis and Turner. And that's, that's a qual that's a quality starter on every position. Yeah. I I can't imagine that you would want to break that up. But like I said, maybe it's something outside basketball. I really don't know.
1: And again, you need depth too. If you could get a guy like TJ Warren coming off the bench or put a little deeper at point and have Brogdon coming off the bench and then add another piece, that could work too. So the depth is huge for teams like this. If you don't have a lot of stars, you need depth. That could be what the Pacers are after. Now, if you're going to pay Gordon Hayward a massive contract, I'm not with it. But if you give him something like 15 to 20, that's reasonable to me, and that's something that I think Gordon should take too. Like, I I wouldn't demand I I anything more than 20. I can't million.
0: believe Gordon Hayward's just demanding anything at this point. Like, <laughs> you broke you like shattered your ankle when you were 29 or 28, like people don't want to trade for you. I'm sorry. Like you're you're a big contract with with low uh what is it?
1: Upside? L- with a low upside. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. I guess I guess he's just I mean, well he has 1 year left in his deal. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm saying like comes the, the money
0: he he was asking for money right? He's saying he wanted to get paid after this contract, or like what he thought well, he was worth. He,
1: the the reason that he would be so people are he might turn down his 33 million dollar player option, and the reason that he might do that is to potentially get a long term deal similar to Al Horford. Mm. Right, that's what he's thinking. Something he wants to get like a four year 115 million dollar contract as opposed to take the 32. You know? Yeah that makes
0: that's, sense. So many NBA players get
1: paid now. I know, yeah. <laughs> so I I could see that happening. I don't think that's crazy to pay Gordon here with twenty million.
0: Yeah. So I we'll just, disagree there. If I'm if I'm a GM, I'm definitely just like skeptical. You're passing, yeah. Like I'm just like ah. Uh, there is risk, yeah. Unless I need need a three, I'm I'm skeptical. But enough about Gordon. Let's move on to Houston and Eric Gordon. mean, <laughs> that's good. That's good.
1: Oh yeah, I don't think he's getting traded though. Eric Gordon?
0: No, I think he's he's
1: been he's been he's saying amazing. that he's frustrated. There's there is a lot of stuff that's come out of Houston. <laughs> Everyone is mad in Houston. Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, like it makes sense to me. Like the, you can see James Harden, I could see him. Like he's very arrogant, you know. Yeah. And they definitely he gets so many touches. They definitely play that star basketball brand, you know.
0: Well, now that, now that Daryl Morey and uh, Mike D'Antoni aren't there, it's like, can you still play that way? Like, what happens if you stop playing that way? Is Harden going to leave?
1: That I know. So many, like, James Harden might regress. We might see James Harden. Ooh, I don't know if I want to see. I,
0: I, I love and hate James Harden. James Harden's a love-hate relationship for me because I love the offensive skill. Love it. The ability to do everything on offense. But like I also hate it because like he's done it to the Warriors a couple times.
1: Oh yeah, but he. So you. Th- yeah. You it's think more he's, like a, he's not going to regress. But I'm saying he had a system that has pretty much been all about it, James Harden. It's,
0: ex- it's exploited all of his strengths. Yeah. Right.
1: If you change that system a little bit and say, look, there are other pieces on this team too that we can do well with. James Harden's got to be willing to sacrifice a little bit, and I think players in Houston are real re- realizing that he's not going to sacrifice. And I think der- guys like Daryl Morey and Mike D'Antoni are jumping ship because they see it going down. Yeah, I mean, they've they've created this monster it make, now.
0: It makes you think though, like if they had beaten the Warriors back in like 2017 in the Conference Finals, they would have they would have destroyed the Cavs first off. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: It just makes you think, like, would they even be in this situation today? I know. like, would CP3 still be a Rocket?
1: He could be, yeah. Uh,
0: It's just, like, that one game really, I think, changed, like, the rest of NBA, like, history for the rest of the 20 games. Just Chris
1: Paul getting hurt, too. Yeah. For those two games that they lost. It was 3-1, right? Yeah. 3-1 Rockets. Yeah. And then
0: (laughs) James Harden imploded by himself. I just – my thing with Harden is, like, I felt like back when he was in the D'Antoni system when he had Dwight Howard that 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 worked out better because he was able to run a pick-and-roll with an effective rolling center. Or just, like, an effective big man. Because, like, when you had Clint, right, you would (laughs) kind of – you would you would basically rely on him to score if Harden threw him a lob or threw just gave him a pass wide inside yeah. next
1: to the hoop. <clears throat> so Lee, I don't know that. So I think so we could, we can officially say that while well, I admired it because it was bold, the non-center thing didn't really work. No, you can't put a guy like PJ Tucker up against Anthony Absolutely Davis and expect not. to win games. Like I I get the the philosophy, a three scores more than a two layups and threes. That's their whole system. But threes are still hard to make. They're the hardest shot to make. Yeah.
0: And when they know you're not going to take a mid-range. Right. It's it's easy to game plan for. It's, it's kind of, yeah. They just don't shoot mid-range jump shots. When, you, when LeBron knows you're not going to pull up for a mid-range and he sees you cut in, he knows
1: where you're going. Right. You're going to the basket. And yeah. He's just going to put it off the backboard. So there were some flaws in that, in that thing. Now, that being said, do you see, like... Eric Gordon and PJ Tucker start to leave. Trevor Ariza said that he was he would get yelled at. Austin Rivers doesn't like it there. He says he wants out. Well,
0: now that now that D'Antoni and Moore are gone, Harden has no leverage. It's just I'm, it's
1: just That's, I'm the best player.
0: Screw you guys. But if all of those guys hate him, then either Harden's going to leave or they are. So you think it's one or the other?
1: Yeah. Do you see a scenario unless, where like unless... Russ and Harden are traded?
0: I think Russ is gone no matter what.
1: But how, what well, team Russ... is going to take Russ? Like, talk about a guy that's old and has a bad contract. He is getting, like, $40 million a year, cannot shoot, and is incredibly one-dimensional and inefficient. And has been an attitude. It
0: kind of has an attitude to Yeah, but I could definitely see, like, the Rockets just, like, cutting him. <laughs> just like, we don't want to deal with this. But they still have to pay him. Yeah, but like at least they don't have to deal with him like being like, "Oh, give me minutes. Oh, give me the system. uh, you know."
1: You think the Rockets just cut Russell Westbrook? No. I don't know. Well, obviously, that's not. like that'd, that's, be, that'd be a little. Ridiculous. That's like what the NFL does, but that's not what happens in the NBA. But I just I feel like Russ is there's not going to be many he's, takers. He's and a
0: team poison. Like
1: he is. He I agree. We agree on this issue. This is very debatable,
0: but yeah, no, we we are we are not pro Russ here. We are not. No. Russ is inefficient. He can't shoot the ball. He's a glorified Ben Simmons. Oh, ah, that's rough. Cause Ben Simmons really can't shoot the ball. Like if Russell Westbrook is wide open he with, hit. with yeah. 10 shots, yeah, yeah. I can, I can and expect, he can, he can knock down a jumper. I can expect two of those to go in. If he pulls yeah. up for a mid range, four of those to go in. Yeah. But he's not as bad. No, nah. I'm exaggerating obviously, but I I mean like in this NBA you can't not be a good shooter. Yeah, unless your team is tailored for that.
1: Right, and that's that's why the Celtics are eyeing Miles Turner cuz he can he can shoot threes as a center, you yeah. know? That's just where the league's going.
0: Exactly. And, and like if- I I guess like there's talks of him going to the Clippers. We we can talk about that. I just if if they do, and they're talking about Paul George being traded in in this deal too, which is crazy because like, I think I think Paul George is still a quality quality player. Yes, he's two. Uh, this is
1: so dumb that the Clippers are even exploring this. Like, like this there, is there's
0: not a lot of stars in the NBA that are known for still being two ways or being able to play the floor. Are they, they ways.
1: seriously thinking about flipping those two?
0: That would be incredible. I think if the Rockets could pull that off, they would single handedly save their team. That would be an absolute steal. For maybe, maybe try and get a center in free
1: agency. There's too. no way that happens.
0: What's his The name? thing is, I think Kawhi is trying to get Paul George out. Really? Because Kawhi, uh, he Kawhi, demanded, Kawhi apparently but, demanded a point him? guard, right?
1: He demanded a star, and one of that stars was Paul George.
0: But that was initially when
1: he joined. That was after Bubble Paul. Could you imagine how Kawhi Leonard would would screw your team if you demanded that you get him and then you give up you send the house for him and then the next year you don't do as he doesn't do as well as you think and then he demands out Oh my god I would trade you at that point.
0: Yeah, trade Kawhi you Leonard. You
1: can't trade Kawhi. I know, but like, <laughs> oh my god. And not to mention, he didn't even sign three-year deal. He signed a two-year deal with a third-year player option.
0: So yeah, if you trade, you trade Len or you trade Paul George, and you get Russ, right? And then he's like, "Oh, Russ sucks too. I'm leaving." <laughs> join- yeah, he's gonna leave you. Or he just joins the Lakers. He's gonna literally
1: <laughs> screw their franchise, which is an interesting topic because I think it's safe to say if this is true that Kawhi Leonard is a diva, but just a diva that doesn't speak Oh yeah, he's a silent <laughs> We've talked about that on sil- the show before. Silent but deadly. A silent but deadly diva and man, that that's crazy. Like I ca- I can't believe that if that's true. But I mean, that would save the Rockets franchise for sure. Get Paul George, then try to use your pieces to get someone else, you know, like you can start something there with and you have the depth, you have the Rockets depth. Yeah.
0: You could just move Eric Gordon to one of the guard spots have Harden handle the ball still yeah oh, man. You wow trade that it. would
1: actually be a great dynamic duo Harden and George I think
0: George yeah they definitely play better together I feel like I they know I know great. Russ and Harden were like those guys and they play together on the. because Paul there. George
1: is primarily off ball yeah he's a wing
0: he can he can handle but like he he's a good off ball you know
1: yeah and he probably where he wants to play
0: and like Harden can take his breaks still with Paul George there, just maybe a little less handling the ball, but like still breaks.
1: Just an interesting idea. This just came to my mind. What if the Atlanta Hawks traded for Gordon Hayward, have Trey that's Young? Smart. Trey that's Young, great. Gordon.
0: That's a great. And Clint. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great
1: team. Yeah, I feel like I he like would that. work there because they don't have a middle guy.
0: No, they don't. Well, I mean they got Cam Reddish, but I think they. I I really don't know how he's developing. I remember a bunch of NBA scouts said that he had, like, the best-looking jumper in the draft, but I really... He hasn't done that much in the season, I want to say. They definitely drafted him to play as their wing, but, like, I definitely could see Hayward on the Hawks, and then, you know, maybe they just give him, like, a two-year, three-year... See how he fits? Yeah. Two-year 30 or something? Yeah, something like that, and then... If they don't like him, they can go Cam Reddish, and he'll be more developed. You know, he's learning from Gordon Hayward. If they do like him, then sign him again. Make yeah. him your, like, Iguodala. Like,
1: I know. I mean... Even though it's, like, way way give...
0: different, you know. But, like, he's that veteran guy that just comes in and is like, hey, guys, I have knowledge. Let me impart it.
1: <laughs> um, Yeah, w- like, the Hawks also have... First of all, having Cam Reddish as a depth piece would be great. But just... To allow a trade to not have to handle the ball every once in a while and just freak defenses out just as a shooting threat, while yeah. you do pick and roll stuff with Hayward because Hayward was always great at that, slowing the game down, running the game like through the pick and roll through the system. He's a great system player. That's an interesting idea. Um, just another trade rumor here uh, says there's one article right here that I'm reading. It says uh, evaluating the fit between Chris Paul and Devin Booker in Phoenix.
0: Oh, yeah, CP3. Yeah, like, Chris Paul was on our <laughs> list. Not like,
1: Devin Booker, though, but Devin Booker's been rumored to be traded. Now, he also has I don't, and said that he wants to stay in Phoenix. We don't know what to make of these statements.
0: I don't. First off, Devin Booker is now in the Kardashian-Jenner curse circle, so I'm expecting to see a bad season from him next year. If he doesn't, I'm going to be highly impressed. <laughs> Just getting that on the record now.
1: So you expect a bad season from Devin?
0: I do. Okay. It's on the board. It's on the board. (laughs) Everyone remember. Anyways, first off, Chris Paul, the Suns would be insane. The Suns are an immediate like, high Western Conference team at that point. I think that because of how— I don't know about
1: high. You don't think so? There are so many good teams in the West—
0: I mean, like, the Rockets were a high team in the West, and they're not going to be.
1: We don't – uh, yeah, I mean, that team's imploding, but, I mean, there's I still should, some great teams. Like d- Depending on
0: if the Clippers get rid of Paul George, they might go a little down. It,
1: yeah, road. true. I mean, and the Clippers were four seed or something. Were I they, feel like because LeBron won. Were they and, a two seed? Were the Clippers the two? Yeah. Okay, all right. I, it still makes no- – if they do that, I'd be so upset. But, I yes, yes, if Paul George were to leave the Clippers and – the Rock and looking look like seeing the way the Rockets team's going. I see like a bunch those of those teams are both going to get weaker.
0: I see like a bunch of Western teams almost overreacting because LeBron just came and won a
1: chip. I know, but it's like that's what happens. Like, he's yeah. the best player of the era, yeah. you know? Like,
0: he's going to get his chips. It's going to happen. <laughs> he just got AD. You kind of have to deal with
1: it. I know. LeBron won a ring. Like. Clip-
0: Clippers wanted to choke. Like, that's their fault.
1: Yeah, they were one <laughs> game from making it to the Western Conference finals and now they're like, "All right, let's jump ship." I it just doesn't make sense. But um I, I guess I, I guess they could put him in the top 6. I just don't know if I'd put him in the top 4 like that team still has problems. DeAndre Ayton is not a good defender and neither is Devin Booker.
0: But I also think Paul that Paul would be great. Chris Paul could really just walk in there and be like, "Hey, we're Enough. gonna we're gonna yeah. be we're gonna be nice this year.
1: That is so true. None
0: of that Mickey Mouse bullshit. None of the none of the rookie mistakes. You know, yeah, we're,
1: yeah. We're we're
0: going. We're going this year. And like, he's done that. He did that in OKC. It's, it's just like if if Chris Paul went to the Suns, that almost sounds like a Cinderella story to me. Really? So you
1: you're really loving this
0: because like. He was he was a one seed when he was on the Pelicans back in l- the late 2010s, right? And he would still get smoked by all the good teams. Yep. I just I feel like because Chris Paul hasn't had real playoff success that people undervalue him on his all-time r- scale like as a point guard.
1: I completely agree. Like
0: I think I think cuz p-
1: chips are not as important as loyalty, no. <laughs> oh, I was like, I, I don't Where think I don't think Chris Paul is one of the most loyal people. Well, no, he's not.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. Anyway, um, um, I just personally, I think Chris Paul is a top five point guard all time. But I know a lot of people don't agree with me there. Um,
1: very debatable.
0: But I also think that if he won a chip, that a lot more people would agree with me.
1: Yeah, yeah, that
0: would help. Certainly help. Especially because like Stockton didn't win a chip. Like did I say Isaiah? Isaiah Thomas got a chip, but like he got a chip because Magic Johnson got hurt in the finals. That doesn't count. <laughs> I I don't know. I think C B three performed really well last year. That's why there's a lot of trade rumors for him, especially because like the point guard is so important and a couple teams actually need a veteran point guard with good experience. But if I want to see He's him— thirty five. Yeah, but that's Chris Paul.
1: (laughs) Doesn't matter. He's ageless.
0: I mean, dude, he made the all-star team last year, no?
1: I mean, Dwayne Wade Wade and Kobe Bryant kind of hit walls at 30. Wade hit it at 35. Kobe hit it at 36.
0: I would argue, though, that they relied on their athleticism way more than Chris Paul does.
1: I would make the opposite argument. Why is that? Because Chris Paul is undersized. The only way that he's been able to do the things he has is because of his strength and his quick feet. He is a
0: solid jumper, though. Like
1: he does have a solid jumper. I would say, like sort of Dwayne Wade.
0: Yeah, but Dwayne Wade is the Flash. Kobe Bryant has highlights of dunking, putting his nuts over Dwight Howard's head. I see your point. I see your point. Like, like these guys made crazy athletic plays that you just wouldn't see from Chris Paul. Chris Paul is a cerebral point guard that works his way around the pick and roll with good tight handles. Looks for his shot inside the inside the paint, outside the paint from three. Like it's it's not, it's not I a type that. of game that relies on extreme athleticism more. Even Kobe Bryant's jumper. Tell me that Kobe Bryant didn't jump higher than so many other players when he shoot the ball.
1: I agree. Yeah. No, he definitely so did. So when
0: you when he tore his Achilles,
1: but Chris Paul's got some air time too.
0: Oh no, he's he's, he's going he down. A
1: master at he was a master at. Jumping so far high in the air and then looking to find contact so he could draw a foul oh, and yeah, then look that, to score. That
0: floater where he does like the little hitch in yeah, the air exactly. and throws it up. Oh no, he He gets up. He he's definitely gone down in athleticism, but I think that
1: He has a playstyle like his
0: cerebral approach to the game. Plus like, he
1: is more IQ oriented too,
0: like he's very smart. Exactly. Like when have you seen Chris Paul not know what the shot clock meter is, like immediately? Like, have you ever seen Chris Paul get a shot clock violation? No.
1: Yeah. Just, yeah, examples. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I just. I could be wrong. And on that. I
0: also feel like with the the youth on the Suns, there's just so much for them to learn from him.
1: Okay. No, yeah. So, so you think Chris Paul to Suns would be and a like, slam dunk.
0: And like last year, right, you had Ricky Rubio in that point guard role where he's kind of distributing, right? But you know Rubio's not going to score like that.
1: Yeah, let's 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 compare them. This is interesting. I'm gonna look up Chris Paul. Look up Ricky Rubio's stats for a second. Okay. I'm gonna look up Chris Paul's stats from last year because Chris Paul's stats were not amazing. Again, he impacts the, ga- the game in ways that don't necessarily show up on the stat sheet all the time. So I'll concede that before. But Chris Paul put up, I put up 18 points, seven assists. Ricky Rubio put up 13 and eight. See. Four more points with Chris Paul.
0: But also, like, in, they're, in, they're in separate situations. Like, you would want to be, you would have to be scoring more on that Thunder team. And you would probably be passing more on that Suns team.
1: Right. Which would explain Rubio's situation. Yeah. So, I'm just saying. like
0: I, I just, so when, I personally just don't think Ricky Rubio is that good. But that's, like, a personal thing.
1: Why do you not think he's good?
0: He just doesn't like. Besides passing, I feel like, like he's a, not elite at anything.
1: I I mean, he's not the best defender. You, you get better, yeah, defense. yeah. Which Chris Paul has him. Yeah. Chris Paul is better defense. Chris Paul probably is better shooting. We can find yeah. that out. Wait, do you saw the stats up? Uh, he's a 40 He
0: scored
1: on forty-one percent. Forty-one for just regular field goal. Yeah. Chris Paul forty-eight percent. What about three-point? This is what I want to hear. 37% for Chris Paul. I'm just looking at his basics. 37% seconds. for his career,
0: too. Uh, three point percentage,
1: 36 for the season. Career 32. Career 32. They're not too far off. Chris Paul's a little bit better of a shooter. I also would say Chris Paul shoots a lot more. Maybe. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not saying that Rick Ruby is better than him, but I just think. First of all, I don't understand how Chris Paul made the All Star team this year. I thought that was a little ridiculous. Um, And Steph was hurt. Whatever. (laughs) But yeah, I. I, But I guess Chris Paul brings a leadership element, you know? Yeah, like I feel. He says cut. the Who?
0: Who is the leader on the Suns?
1: We don't know. It's not Devin Booker. Yeah, it
0: would. It would be Chris Paul.
1: That I'm with that. I like that actually. Chris Paul to the Suns. We'll see if that happens. I don't know who they I would be. I think do. Chris
0: Paul to the Bucks would be great, too, but Chris Paul that's for also, Aaron that's also if Giannis isn't on the Warriors by then, you know? Oh, my God. This again. This every week, Andrew. Uh, every
1: week. Although, I, I didn't see a report on that. I don't I don't think it's very valid, but there was a package. No, it's so. starting to look a lot less and less now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but anyways, let's move to football. Okay. Yeah. I want to talk about... Young rookie quarterbacks, maybe not even just rookie quarterbacks, just young quarterbacks. Uh, this weekend, I saw we saw two of Kyler, right? And of course, yep, phenomenal game. First off, even outside of the quarterback play, it was a phenomenal game. Oh, yeah. Which, if you had told me a year ago that one of my most liked games of the next season would be a Dolphins Cardinals game, I would have told you you're smoking crack, <laughs> yeah. Anyways. It, it come to realize all of the young quarterbacks in the last two years have been pretty solid, really. Maybe not it, it, all of them, but like in the last two, years all the ones that have been playing. Yeah. Like uh, the sophomores and the rookies.
1: Yeah. So let's, I mean, if we make a list of the young quarterbacks, just naming them, uh, we have Tua Herbert Burrow, Burrow, Kyler, Kyler, Kyler's in his second year. Kyler is in his second year. Even guys like, um, who was the Jaguars quarterback that filled in?
0: Gardner Minshew. Gardner- no, no, no. Oh,
1: oh, yeah, the Rando. Yeah. The, the Rando. <laughs> What's his name?
0: I don't even know his name, but he was solid. He was really good. The um, The guy on the Cowboys who came out of nowhere. I'm pretty sure he's been in the league for years, actually, but he played great against the Steelers defense.
1: I didn't understand it.
0: Josh Allen this year. We can go back three years. Two Luton years. Is his name.
1: Josh Allen's been great. Yep.
0: Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar, Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Like serious.
1: Like So I think we're at an age where <sighs> even Drew Locke looks solid. So yeah, like I think we're starting to get to a point where the quarterback draft class has become people have under are understanding how important the quarterback is. And I think they're developing more and more and more. And I think we're going to to a point where there's going to be a lot of good quarterbacks, and it's going to be about the pieces around you. Yeah. Where it's, so it's it's going to be less about finding the guy and more about the team, which I think is exciting, you know? Yeah. Um, I. Do you think that maybe, like, it'll lead to quarterbacks not just going, like, in the first ten picks? It might be. Because I think we're at a point where, like, even the losing teams, like uh, Justin Herbert, what is he two and five? Joe Burrow, one Joe and six. Burrow. That's not their fault, you no, know?
0: Like everyone can see that it's not their fault either. It's you're crazy. Right. Like
1: they don't have the pieces. Their defense keeps giving up points after point. You know, it's so insane. Those teams, I mean, especially the Bengals. Uh, if you're scoring points, it means you have it means you have some weapons. Like the it's mostly the defenses on these teams, because uh, Joe Burrow has. A.J. Green, he has T. Higgins. T. Higgins. He's got Tyler Joe Mixon. Tyler Boyd. He's got he's got weapons. He's got a couple weapons,
0: and he's putting up stats too. He's yeah, on pace to be. He's. I think he's he's on pace to beat Andrew Luck's like passing rookie passing record.
1: I, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't doubt it because yeah. he's killing it in every game. They always put up points. Um, and then. Same with Justin Herbert. Like he, Justin Herbert has Hunter Henry, he's got Keenan Allen, he's got Mike Williams, decent he, d- decent pieces. You know, it's just the defenses on these teams have not been good, and I think that that's, may be very dangerous. The, then you
0: go to the Dolphins, who have a solid defense, and they're two and zero since two is on.
1: Yeah, and they're five and three overall with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, like I, just, I think we're starting to see a shift.
0: It's beautiful.
1: Yeah, where we have a, we have almost too much quarterback gold, and now are straying from defense. And if you look at the de- defensive teams right now, the great defensive teams are the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are – what are they? Are they undefeated still? Yeah, last undefeated, undefeated. The Ravens have a phenomenal defense. How many games have the Ravens lost? One, two. I think – yeah, I think it's one game.
0: Yeah, maybe to the Chiefs. I might and, then,
1: and then I'm trying to think of the other – the Chiefs have be, have played two losses, two losses. The Chiefs have played exceptionally well on defense, not that they had needed that in the first place with that offense, but um uh, There's there's what what is the other like top tier defense?
0: Wait, you said Ray, bucks Ravens
1: I did not Steelers. say I did not say bucks actually oh, yeah, bucks. bucks Bay bucks defense
0: the Colts have a good defense
1: Colts have a great defense Colts also have a mediocre quarterback <laughs> and a lot of mediocre running backs apparently because apparently Jonathan Taylor can't do anything sadness I don't know what the hell's going on in that backfield but I I've traded just so we all know I've traded Jonathan Taylor he's gone he's gone
0: and somehow he made
1: it on actually yeah <laughs> wait you have Jonathan Taylor he <laughs> you must have been frustrating too for you. Uh, There's been a lot of trades that we'll talk about later in our league. Uh, but.
0: Jonathan Taylor. I don't even want
1: to talk about him. Yeah. Um will talk about him later. But think, think about it. Like, I think establishing a good defense is, is now more important yeah, than, absolutely. than maybe the quarterback position, especially with all the good the ones that are being developed. Like, let's think of the teams that don't have one. Jaguars, Giants, Philly? Bears. I wouldn't even say Philly. Cowboys. Cow? uh, no, no, they attack. Um, oh, wait, you're saying quarterback. I thought you said defense. I'm going to know. Um, um, Jags, Jags, Giants, Jets, Colts, Colts. Not even that they're winning games. Vikings. I I guess, I guess. Anyways, (laughs) um, that's four teams. Like when have we been in a situation where we're like only four teams need quarterbacks? Like the rest are pretty, yeah. (laughs) Never. (laughs) We've never been in that situation. Literally never. So, just that's my prediction. I think. I think in the coming years we're going to see. The Bears
0: need a quarterback.
1: Bears, yes, yes, Bears definitely do need a quarterback. And what is the Bears' record? It can't be great.
0: The Bears literally just need a quarterback. I know. Well, that's the thing is that they have. like imagine if they could just like package Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky for like the first or second pick. Oh my that god! That team would just be do- that
1: team would just be solved. It would be done. Here's an interesting fact. I don't even know this. The Bears five and four. Yeah, it's ridiculous. With no quarterback whatsoever. If that doesn't put it in perspective, defense first. I mean, last now, last now year the
0: Niners were known as a defensive team. Very true. And, I mean, like, yeah, we looked solid at offense on a couple of times. And you should have won that Super Bowl, you know? Yeah, well.
1: Can't get into that. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Jimmy G, throw it to George Kittle.
0: Actually, we're getting rid of you, so it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, you think that's true? Like, we we we, we could talk about that, yeah. I think we did last week a little bit. Do you think that's real?
0: I think it's real in the sense that I just want someone who's worth the money we're paying him. Like, I think Jimmy G's a quality quarterback, but, like. If I'm paying you more over a hundred million dollars, you have to do more
1: than just throw slants. Yeah. Like,
0: and like, I get it. Your ankle was injured this year, so you couldn't plant when you threw, which is acceptable, I guess. But like, dude, you've been, you played one healthy season and that season is filled with controversy.
1: It's just amazing to me how bad
0: the Niners are without him. Yeah. I just, I think Shanahan definitely has like a complicated system. Like, it's a system, like, you have to digest for a year.
1: So, a lot of those players were kind of young when Jimmy G wasn't there, and that's why they were so bad? I don't know. I really don't know. I think that,
0: if anything, Nick Mullins has been in the system for three years, so he should know it. But. Yeah, he looked horrible. yeah, Yeah. I just, I think Shanahan also doesn't trust our quarterbacks
1: to make, like, throws down the field. Well, you guys are so hard at running back now, too, that I don't even know if you can trust that. It's just a throwaway season for us. Yeah, it's going to be rough for the Niners. <laughs> it's
0: just a throwaway season. And it's so annoying because I thought we were going to be really good this year.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have never, I've never had a team uh, that has gotten so unlucky – with injuries than the 49ers this year, like it's it is absurd how long like their injury reports are like two three yeah. pages long,
0: longer than the whole whole team's injury report, like, <laughs> just a page.
1: Yeah. Um, so let's all you want to talk about Bucks a little bit? Yeah, there were some crazy games around the league. <sighs> that that Bucks game was stupid. It
0: was kind of crazy. I'm not gonna lie. Like, like, I'm sorry, but Tom, bro, like you gotta you gotta make some throws. Bucks play callers You gotta Run the ball <laughs> I know I- <laughs> like, I'm i sorry But like The Saints are just like Too well coached of a team To where you can't You can't get by With any bullshit Like you have to be On point To yeah. beat the Saints When we beat the Saints last year Jimmy G Was on point Oh yeah And we won a shootout Like I just I think almost like they came into the game like, oh yeah, we're on a great winning streak, and the Saints have looked pretty trash recently. So we're just gonna roll over them. And then the Saints
1: were like, yeah, we're the Saints. We're gonna, we're just gonna win. I know, I didn't well understand coach. that. Like the Saints are a division rival. Like Drew Brees is not, and he's Drew Brees is also competing with Tom Brady for records and stuff on the leaderboard. Yeah, boards. he
0: definitely is. Like he's not gonna to... come
1: in and let you roll over him. You yeah. know, they're gonna come out firing. They're going to keep fighting.
0: And Michael, was Michael Thomas? I know he didn't do much. but He was in. He was in. He looked pretty good, too. Can't guard Mike. So they had their full squad. Yeah, and also, like, having Michael Thomas on the field, just, like, dragging that defensive attention towards him definitely helps Drew Brees get the ball out to other people.
1: Yeah, I agree. But I want to reiterate, like, we were talking last show about Bruce Arians and how, like, easygoing he is. Oh, yeah. It came and bit him. Oh, yeah. Like, it bit him in the butt. We we called that. We did. Like, (laughs) there are ramifications. You can't just do everything the players want. Like, there are ramifications of this. He brought in Antonio Brown. He got a route wrong on a streak. Did a little curl. Tom Brady threw the ball 30 feet in the air. Way pat. Like, only the defender could get it. Like, Antonio Brown wasn't even near the play. And it's those things where... The Bucks are going to struggle unless Bruce Arians can get some discipline in that locker room because Tom Brady can't do everything, you know. Now Tom Brady made some bad mistakes in that game, uh, but I don't think it was all on him, you know. The Bucks couldn't do much of anything. Mike Evans couldn't get any separation on Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, they couldn't get anything going in the run. Like, I, that was just a disaster and a disaster that I uh, that I like I loved because in my fantasy week. Uh, one of my opponents had Tom Brady left, and that was all he had. And I think he dropped two points or something like that, historically low. Yeah, that was that was ridiculous. His stat line was like 120 yards, three picks. Like it's atrocious. What What happened? I I think it's discipline. Like they have the talent there. That the defense looked confused.
0: Yeah, like it wasn't like their offense was the only team that or only part of their team that looked bad. Right. Like their defense just looked lost too. Yeah.
1: And and you were seeing like Levante David and stuff clapping at his players and being like, "Where are you?" They were in the wrong spots. What are we doing here? I know the safeties were out of sync. I don't. I don't know what happened. They they just they didn't come ready. Um, Yeah, it was just shocking to me. Um, We want to look around the league, see what else the the Seahawks man. I don't know what's up with the Seahawks. They. They lost they, – they, lost, they scored 34 points and lost by 10, by double digits to yeah, the Buffalo if you, Bills. If, you get, if you're getting,
0: like, ripped apart through the air by Josh Allen, you need to reevaluate some things.
1: Yeah, and did you hear that stat where Jamal Adams is – oh, yeah. their defense is performing worse with Jamal yeah, Adams. through the passing game. Looking like an absolute steal for the New York Jets, just saying, considering <sighs> they got picks – they got multiple first-round picks and a replacement. Um, but, I mean – could Jamal Adams just be, like, a run-stopper guy that doesn't really help in pass defense? I don't think so, though. I don't think so either. Because I saw him make some great plays, uh, in, you know, through the air. Like
0: I, Jamal Adams is—there's no way that he's bad. Like, he's a good player. Like, you he can't is. succeed on that Jets defense the way he did without some skill. Oh yeah, some ability to play foot like coverage. Like he's there's no way he's just making the Jets or the Seahawks worse.
1: Yeah, i i, I think I think first of all that defensive coordinator needs to be fired because he's doing a terrible job. Um, to, to like I did not and and Shaquille Griffin has been hurt. Yeah, so that definitely hurt. Bo- they
0: both both their two corners have been hurt. So that that hurts them a lot. Yeah,
1: absolutely. But I did not expect this team to be like also, I expected like, this team to be struggling up front. On the front seven, not yeah. in the back, you know, I in mean, the secondary.
0: That whole defense is just f- screwed. Like, I,
1: And, like, and Bobby Wagner's getting old. He can't do everything. One you
0: know? strong safety is not changing the entire dynamic of your secondary either. Yeah,
1: and the strong safety position has been – people have ripped on it because yeah. they don't think it's, you know, as, as important as exactly. some other positions on defense like exactly. linebacker or, an edge rusher or corner. Exactly. So, I, you know, Jamel Adams is a good player, but there's only one, so much one guy can do, and they definitely, it's looking like they overspent. It it is. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, they gave up multiple picks, and the Jets are looking like they came away with that trade. Um, Let's look around the league. Is there anything else, though, that happened that was crazy? Giants kind of I feel like
0: they're better than they should be.
1: The New York Giants? Yeah. Like. What was the score of their game?
0: I just feel like they're competing every week. Like, they won three Yeah, they
1: they beat the Washington football team, though. I, I know. But, like, I'm
0: saying, like, the week before, they were competing with the Buccaneers. Like, and maybe that's complacency on the Buccaneers because, like. If you look at the Buccaneers defense, I just I know I have because I have them in fantasy. Yeah, and they've been lovely. They, it's almost crazy because like after they got smoked by the Saints initially, their defense came back very strong, and yeah. then slowly, progressively got worse. And I feel like that was almost complacency, plus maybe just you know teams watching more film on their defense, but like their their point total slowly starts to go down. And then they have like a buy, and then it's it goes up a little bit, and then it goes down a little more, and then they play the Saints again, and it's horrible so I think for one thing, the Bucks defense I think is gonna bounce back this weekend, like you said, but I also think that the Giants the way they performed last week, they're two weeks ago against the Bucks both, defense both weeks, yeah, yeah. I mean, last week, too, because the yeah. Washington football defense or what football solid. team defense is solid, yeah. I just – I guess I'm more saying I'm impressed by Joe Judge. At this point in a season, the way they've looked as a whole team and the way that everyone's talking about the NFC East and the Giants, it would have been easy to give up and suck and just try and get a pick. Yeah. I. But he he's impressed me with how – he's able to instill some fight in the Giants, you know? Yeah. They they look like they they have fight, you know? Yeah, they look like a, a team that's
1: – They don't look like a depressed football team looking to draft Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> you know, that might be interesting going into this Giants-Eagles game where the Giants are well, getting four the
0: Eagles are getting a lot of players back this week. They are? They got Sanders back. They're getting two tackles back. They're getting... Uh,
1: Garwood will probably be at full health. Rager's going to be back. Well, Rager was back last think, week, too. I think
0: Alshon's coming back. Um, but, yeah, no. Like, Lane Johnson and Jason Peters are both
1: back. So, you think you think the Eagles win that game?
0: No, I don't. But
1: I think, really? You don't? Because they're Oh, no, the no, no. I thought you said Giants. I'm tripping. Oh am yeah. tripping.
0: I think the Eagles win the game. I think the Giants keep it close.
1: Yeah. I... Again, the Giants are getting four on that spread, so that's not initially not on one of my picks. But I mean, that's like certainly getting to look Carson
0: at Carson Wentz already beat them with way less, and I do think the Giants are a better team than when he played them before. But I think that the Eagles are going to be a better team too. Yeah. So
1: that's tough. I just the Giants have impressed me recently. Yeah, I think that's worth noting. Yeah. You know, it's not. It's hard to win with a football team like that. Daniel Jones does not make it easy. We've ripped on Daniel Jones before. He and always I, turns the ball over.
0: And I personally ripped apart the Giants
1: for hiring Joe Judge before the season even started. Yeah, I think everyone was critical of it a little bit. He's a lot better than I thought. Yeah. I mean, it also is going to take time to, you know, losing Saquon like that. Yeah, exactly. After you.
0: losing Saquon yeah. like that too, even more. Like, he already had a team with not a lot of talent. Right. Then he lost his best player. And he still finds
1: a way for his football team to compete every week. That's a sign of a good coach, yeah. We'll yeah. see if they can get it. If they can get four or five wins this year, that is a win yeah, for New York. Yeah, absolutely. And then you get Saquon back next year, get him in the system, you know. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Make a couple moves. Yeah. Um, do you want to get to the picks of the week? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So I'm going to pull up the lines here. The I went one for three last week. I was very, very upset that I went one for three last week. I was very confident going in. I thought I was going to hit all three. I was shocked that the Seahawks gave up as many points as they did to the Buffalo Bills. Everything to me seemed like everything was pointing in the direction that the Bills were kind of fading from prominence, and they came back in a roaring way. So I'll bite the bullet on that. Did not see the Seahawks losing that game. Um, And then, of course, the Texans. Even though I picked them, I picked them like minus six. They found a way to lose that game and give up the spread without getting me fantasy points. (laughs) They found the one way where they go back and score a touchdown just to cover the spread and then not get the two so the game can end and not cover. So I was incredibly mad. I did get the pick right about... um, What did I get right last week? Uh, Oh yeah, I, I got the Panthers covering. Panthers were getting ten and a half in that game. That game was very close. The uh,
0: game should not have been close. You don't think? No. Oh.
1: Getting Christian McCaffrey back? No, the Panthers are a bottom.
0: They're like a good, bad team. You know? See, I, I disagree. Don't, I think the Panthers are a good team. Tough schedule. think they're a good team? Like, they're a good team with bad luck?
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: their past defense has been great. They got pieces. I think their team is
1: not good, but they're overperforming. See, I disagree. Like really? Teddy Bridgewater is a solid quarterback. You have three very very solid wide receiver options. You got an elite running back. You have a decent O-line. Uh and
0: then you got a I mean, Brit- Like I don't think their O-line is that great. Like if you watch them, if you I if you watch them play the Bucks in week 2, their O-line gets shredded.
1: So the fact that Mike Davis can come in and still get you a good amount of rush yards every game is a pretty good indicator that you have a pretty solid O-line. True. I can, that's, I, that's can, what I
0: can agree with that. But, like, Mike Davis wasn't doing all of that. I, I know, know. Yeah, pe- that is true. People are
1: saying that, like, we had a crazy take. I'll, I'll try to say this loudly because the guy that said that's actually in our house. You mean? Christian McCaffrey is not replaceable. I want to
0: see if he comes up.
1: He's just not replaceable. That's the dumbest take I've ever heard. Yeah, he definitely not going to hear us. No, this, but, he can't hear this. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that that is absurd, but because uh, people, Mike Davis was doing well. Like he had a good couple first games and then fell off. Yeah, as we kind of saw. I mean, yeah. he didn't fall I mean, that's off. That's what you do off. when like he a, was productive. He was he was a backup, right? Yeah, that's and, what a backup does. Right. They
0: produce for like three games, start
1: to suck, and then you get your guy back. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's supposed to do. But people were saying that like. Roll with Mike Davis and stuff Stop. like. Stop! Get out of here! Get out of there! Stop!
0: He's Chris- a former Niner, and he was not that good. <laughs> Trust me.
1: <laughs> and he's not that quick either. Chris McCaffrey can do it all. He's unreplaceable. There's, while while the running back position, you can find substitutes. This was our counter. Yeah, they are probably the most players. the
0: most substitutable position in right. football probably.
1: But like every position there are a few players that you cannot substitute for. Dalvin Cook's one of them, Christian McCaffrey is one of them, Derrick Henry's another one. Saquon. Saquon, Alvin Kamara, those guys you can't just plug someone in and, <laughs> and get the gonna, same results. Yeah, exactly. Um but anyway, let's get to the picks of the week. Um my first pick uh right now is is uh, I just want to say, hate this tech. I'm going to take uh the Jaguars, plus 13 and a half. Over Green Bay? Uh, oh, well, yeah. I mean, I, I just I think that's a lot of points, basically. And I think the Packers have struggled to contain the run game where the Jaguars have excelled in the run game. And if they stick to their, to their guns, I think they can win. I think part of the spread is realizing that is probably not going to play. But their backup did very, very well and looked very, very good. And they played the Steelers. I'm just saying, imagine what they what they could do to the Packers now they don't have to win the game. they just have to lose by two touchdowns <laughs> seems seems not, like an achievable goal to me um uh my next one is Buccaneers minus six now i just I am fully anticipating that i I know I talked the Panthers up and their panthers are gonna be home in this game, but I fully anticipate the Buccaneers getting I mean, back like, on track
0: last last time the Saints destroyed the bucks. The week after they played the Panthers and obliterated the Panthers.
1: Right. So they've had success. Who's season. to
0: say it's not about to happen literally a second time this season?
1: Yeah. I, I, I think that's very, very possible.
0: And the first time they played, they had McCaffrey.
1: Yeah. um, That is true. That is very true, actually. Now they lose him. Exactly.
0: So puts hey, things in perspective. Bucks defense bring me home.
1: <laughs> and then the last one is Cardinals minus two and a half. Now, I know it's weird to say because the Bills just beat the Seahawks, but the Bills' offense is not as good as people are making it seem. No. Everybody goes off against the Seahawks' defense.
0: Exactly. And it's
1: a shame that they've actually let that become the thing in Seattle, but Cameron Newton threw for 400 yards and multiple touchdowns against the Seattle Seahawks. That is not an accomplishment.
0: He's a lead arm talent. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs)
1: Josh Allen is not an MVP candidate. This is an okay football team.
0: I can't even say it. I mean, he does have the arm talent. He can get the football in the area.
1: But yeah, <laughs> Stephon Diggs apparently is is God's gift to this earth. But <laughs> should we talk bug. about that? Oh, we're gonna talk about it all later. <laughs> okay. Um, right, right after the picks, actually. So, yeah. So Cardinals minus two and a half. The Cardinals are just a great team. Like I think the Cardinals did. The Cardinals lose last week. Barely. Barely lost. To the Dolphins, who have proven themselves to be a good football team, that Dolphins defense. Cardinals are home again. Um, don't count the Cardinals out. Like the, the Cardinals are going to respond to this. They know the stakes going into this game. I think that they may have underestimated the Dolphins, but I fully expect the Cardinals to bounce back. I don't see. I don't see the uh, the Buffalo Bills containing Kyler. You know, no one can contain Kyler. And, and the Cardinals put up thirty points. Like against they're a just good a, defense good offense like, like they're going to score yeah so do you the, the bottom line is do you trust josh allen to win a shootout against kyler Murray? to deliver no yeah I'm, I'm not in on that um so those are my three picks hopefully i get better luck this week than i uh when i did last week i was i was very upset i was very angry when i saw the texans lose that spread the way that they did especially not getting me fantasy points but um uh, uh anyway, we'll break into some fantasy. Fantasy Yes. Yeah, speaking of
0: so uh do I do I start like a story format or do I just kind Tell of brush over it? Uh, okay. A shortened story. Short, a short nice short fantasy football story for our listeners. So uh as as some fantasy football goers and players know, it is the trade deadline. Trade deadline is, week.
1: Yeah, it's it's between you or you had it last week, this week or Maybe next week? Maybe. Or maybe if it's very late next week. But the point is you can't trade
0: after the playoffs start or, you know, a couple weeks before the playoffs start. Right. And so during – like like in the NFL, there's lots of moves made a trade deadline week. And so it's the same for our fantasy football team or our fantasy football league. And so I, I, his name will – Just to protect his identity so people don't rip him apart on, like, Twitter or something. (laughs) Like, we'll just say his name is Bob. I don't think that we have
1: that many listeners yet. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundreds
0: and thousands of listeners on Twitter. That's right. (laughs) Let's say Bob. Bob offered me... I was trying to get Todd Gurley from Bob initially, right? And I was like, hey, Bob, let's, let's see what I can do for Todd Gurley. Maybe we can work something out. I can, you know, give you McKinnon, Hasty... And DJ Dallas, because he had Carlo or Chris Carson, and he also had Tevin Coleman. So I was like, you could have the SF and Seattle halfbacks, you know, you know, trying to hustle out here. Anyways, he later tries to say, okay, I like giving you Gurley. That's fine, but I want Stephon Diggs now. Stephon Diggs, ladies and gentlemen, is my only—I repeat—only receiver. <laughs> okay, when I say only receiver, I mean like he's only one re- one only wide receiver one, yeah. yeah, and like he he's my only guy that I can count on to uh, only receiver I can count on to get me at least ten a game um I'm like, ah, Stefan is my guy, he's my one, you know, I don't really wanna wanna give him up, especially for a running back on a team that doesn't primarily run the football like that. Now, Bob, Bob really wants Stephon Diggs, apparently. I didn't know this. He, like, really, really, like, wants, really Stephon. wants Stephon Diggs. <laughs> like, like, he has Josh Allen, and I'm just convinced he, he was trying to stack Stephon and Josh Allen.
1: Yeah, I think he saw the Bills do well against the Seahawks and said, you know what? We have to do we it. We got to go all in on and Buffalo. So,
0: and so to sweeten the deal, he gives me Chris Carson and Todd Gurley for singularly and only – stefan diggs now bob you know who you are and if you're listening i'm gonna i'm gonna say it now as opposed to when we were actually trading you should not have given me two running backs for a wide receiver sir
1: in a non-ppr league remember <laughs> we are standard format so wide receivers hold less value Woo! and ricky was able to get now he had, Well, at one point he had four four caliber four, starting four, running backs. Four
0: bell cow halfbacks. I have since traded Chris Carson because, right. you know, I'm a Niners fan, so I had to get rid of that disgusting Seahawks player off my team. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Do laughs> you... That's oh, a joke. Um, it was more like I Chris Carson still kind of hurt. I didn't know if he was going to play this week. I don't really know how I trust his production because I think the Seahawks are going to be down in every game they play. Really? Not every game, but I think that Bills game was really eye-opening. I feel like not the Falcons? The Falcons have proven to give him at least 15 touches a game, and they've also proven that they give it
1: to him on the goal line. That is true. That is very true. Todd Gill gets the majority of the red line red zone touches. But also, like, to me personally, I know you have your Niners thing, but I would rather have Chris Carson because he's been their bell cow in, in, in
0: years past. I The only reason why is I was looking. If you look at Chris Carson's year, he's not getting a lot of carries. Really? Let me like see. Like, even when he did play. Like, I want to say I saw his, his high in carries this year was 14. So. And if you look at Gurley's stats on the entire year,
1: he at least has 10 carries a game every game. At least. So what about the points? Like Chris Carson had nineteen week one, 17 week two. He did eight will, week three. I will say twenty two week four. But
0: how many carries is he getting in those weeks? It's so just, let's it's let's just focus all, on touches. It's just all goal line goal line touchdowns now. So
1: here's let's let's look at touches because r- carries is very. I mean, in a non ppr league, the carries matter more. But he had six rushes, but also six catches for forty five yards and two touchdowns in the week one. Um. Then he had like I just I seventeen rushes. I really, I really don't like that. Six rushes. I I I see that. I yeah. see the worry. Next we get seventeen. Seventeen. Who would they play? Uh, New England.
0: Okay. All right.
1: So I mean, I, they're they're pretty they're pretty much my, equal value. Like there's there's my, not a huge difference yeah. between Todd Gurley I and will, Chris Carson. I
0: will say though, with Todd, I hate his playoff matchups.
1: He plays New Orleans twice. Really, that's and that's something that we got to look for. Like as a like for a, if you're a fantasy ma- manager, like you got to start thinking about these things. I have Deshaun Watson playing Indy in Chicago weeks fourteen. Oh and yeah, 15. that was
0: that was part of the reason. So with the Chris Carson trade, I traded Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde because I got him too, just as insurance. But I traded him for Jonathan Taylor and Mike Evans because I needed a receiver after getting rid of Diggs. Yeah. And I didn't want to
1: just do a one for one. So you like, did you look at the playoff matchups for them?
0: The reason why I traded for Jonathan Taylor is because he's playing Houston twice.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Like, but <laughs>
0: he wants to be like the last.
1: I I don't know what. Yeah, the like
0: Colts now. Like I don't.
1: <laughs> how has he lost this job? I, just, I don't understand. They literally can't run the ball. Like, well, I, the Colts' backfield is just. It's like the Rams now, where you just have no idea what's going to happen. Everybody's
0: just trying to copy the Niners, man. The Niners' whole backfield by committee. Uh, We succeeded last year, and now everyone's like, you know what? If your halfback's not being efficient, just bench him.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's that, like, he, he fumbled two weeks ago, and so they just said, you're done. That's it. Hold them from the game. They couldn't they could it's even hurt their team sometimes. Like Seriously. they they lost that game because they couldn't move the ball. I think Jonathan Taylor's good. You gotta give the guy a chance to work and they're just not doing it there. So that that element I don't understand. Naheem Hines had a huge bulk of the carries. Like I don't get it. Even
0: yeah. Jordan Wilkins had more carries.
1: Jordan Wilkins had more carries. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But just some people to to understand have tough matchups. Um, first of all, uh, my Deshaun Watson, as I was saying, has tough matchups. Also James Robinson. This was, this was kind of why I was saying that you might want to think about moving James Robinson earlier. I, I would, I would revoke that. Don't do it. Cause he's, he's still a top five running back. Um, top four now. Jeez. Don't, don't trade him, but he does have matchups to be a little bit scary over. He plays Tennessee and then Baltimore. Uh, fourteen and fifteen. It's not easy. Um. Let's see what other you. Who are you saying? So, Gurley had some tough matchups too. You said Gurley
0: plays New Orleans twice in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, that's not. It's not ideal. It's not. Um, I'm just trying to browse the league for a minute. So, do you do you think that I should bench Deshaun Watson if he plays the Colts? I honestly
0: don't think you should bench Deshaun Watson ever anymore because he's their lifeblood, on offense. Like if <sighs> if the Texans are scoring, it's Deshaun Watson. I know. Yeah, they don't really run the ball in. Like they're starting Duke Johnson now, no? Because David Johnson's
1: hurt. Uh. Yeah, Duke Johnson. Yeah. That's
0: Duke Johnson can never be your bell cow back.
1: <laughs> I see that. Um. So. Josh Jacobs is another one. That was the other one I was thinking of. Josh Jacobs plays the Indianapolis Colts week 14 and then the Chargers in week 15. Not great matches there either. I think the Chargers defense has gotten a little... It's gotten worse. Yeah. I just... Whenever I see them, I think great defense because of all the pieces they have. But... Well, Bosa apparently is concussed. Yeah, but he was practicing the other day. Uh. So, he might play. So, I, I don't know. Uh, We'll see. Or, but just just be wary of those fantasy matchups um if you can if you have time before the trade li- deadline and you can sell high on someone try to get Lamar try to get Rodgers those guys have you know
0: Kyler has great great playoff matchups yeah if you want yeah, I think the week we're,
1: suppo- we're supposed man. to play he's playing the Seahawks or whatever Ugh. so Ugh. get get those quarterbacks see if you can see if you can buy low on some guys um uh, is there any is there any other players that we're looking at that you think, wow, we might want to move that guy. Uh, he's got terrible matchups. Mm-hmm. Playoffs? girlie, girly. I mean,
0: Gurley's playoff matchups. I just. Uh. You're not a fan? No. Buccaneers playoff matchups for the. Actually, no, they're playing Kansas. Uh, I don't know. There's just a lot of situational stuff, really, I feel like.
1: Wait a minute. Christian McCaffrey is a bye in week thirteen.
0: Yeah, the our Buccaneers have a bye week thirteen.
1: Our playoffs start week thirteen. Oh yeah, that's so
0: weird. That's why I picked up. I picked up the Dolphins defense the other day. Wow. Yeah,
1: that's all right. I guess we got to prepare for that.
0: Oh yeah, it's. I've been prepping.
1: <laughs> my my playoff lineups are, are set. I mean, I'm just hoping I get that bye. right now. My team is eight and one. Not a, not a, as many points as you'd think 8-1, but we have a very good record with some luck. So I'm really trying to go for that bye. If I win this week, I believe I clinch it. Because I think the next – I think our league is very uh, – there's a very heavy middle area. And then there's – like Grady and Frank are way below everybody. And then Johnny yeah. and I are way ahead of everyone. And that's just kind of the mix. You're leading that mix, actually. Yeah. I think you're the three because you've scored so many points.
0: Yeah, I, I am the three.
1: Um, which yeah. you may want to get out of. By the way, well, at this point, start like, losing trying, some games. At this
0: point, like, I kind of just want to be the two or like. Oh yeah. Like I'm just. I need Johnny to lose this week. Yeah,
1: whatever. We'll talk, we can talk about that outside. We will continue this, but uh, I think that's gonna do it for us. Yeah,
0: today. Yeah, we're good. Today we talked about a lot.
1: Yeah, we did. Not a not a crazy amount of like. Headlines per se, a lot of the same stuff, just different yeah. rumors being floated around. But uh, A
0: lot of hypotheticals.
1: Who knows? Next week, so, I bet things are going to get crazier. crazy stuff might happen. That's right. All right. This is Andrew Fremont-Smith. Ricky Fuller. Signing off. See you next time.
0: Thank you.